Hey everybody and welcome back to a brand new episode of Mainstream Boys. Yeah, with a Z. Get your popcorn ready, crack open an ice cold cherry coke, and sit back and relax as Jonathan and Spencer break down the new release films of the week. This week we watch Chris Rock take over the Saw universe in Spiral, and the continuation of one of the most anticipated horror sequels in recent memory, A Quiet Place Part 2. This is not a funny podcast. We are serious. This is not comedy, even though I do put it in the hashtags because I feel like maybe it might get more views. But it doesn't because we're lying to ourselves. Ooh, so <laughs> got a little real a little early. <laughs> That's okay. That's what we do here on Mainstream Boys. And speaking of Mainstream Boys, Nate, what the fuck? Hi. Yo. Yeah, th- th- um, this is normally I a lost on my way to Albuquerque. <laughs> okay. Um. What? Took a wrong turn in Albuquerque. Uh, it's my. It's a Family Guy reference. God damn it! I suck. Thank Remember you when in the pul- in, in the Poltergeist episode when Peter goes through the portal and his head pops out of Meg's butt? Ew. He's like, "Oh, it must have took a ra- wrong turn in Albuquerque." <laughs> Gross. <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, what's up? Nothing. Yeah. Welcome to Mainstream Boys. It's good to have both of you here. Spencer, you want to say hello, little ducky? Ooh, that is a denied. Um. Hello. Unless there's some audio. Oh, hi. Ooh. Hey, ducky. <laughs> quack, quack, motherfucker. Quack, quack. Speaking of motherfuckers, we watched Spiral this week with what Samuel L. Jackson, who says with... that word sometimes. I don't know how I don't know how factually accurate that is, but we can, said we can do that. said motherfucker a few times in the movie, no? He did, yes. I don't know. He did. He did. Okay. Motherfucker, but he didn't go quack, quack, motherfucker. Well, <laughs> quack, quack, motherfucker. Common misconception. I no. usually do think that he says quack, quack, but he is, in fact, He said that in Snakes on a Plane. Did he really? <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> what are these motherfucking ducks doing in this motherfucking plane? Can you imagine like ducks on a bus starring Samuel L. Jackson? He's just like a bus driver. Just all these ducks get on his bus. It's like speed. It's live, live ducks. ducks. <laughs> I'm uh, down. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. Oh, man. Sandra Bullock's there. Yeah. Keanu Reeves. They run into like a woman crossing the street and she just has a bunch of bread and he's like, no, quack, quack, quack. again. <laughs> nope. It's just bread. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is just Keanu Reeves. Like he's not a duck. He's just all the Keanu signs Reeves. on yeah. the side of the road are just for some reason don't feed the ducks. Duck crossing. <laughs> yeah, this is a movie here. Okay, have, we gotta just start writing this after. This is yeah. Don't take our fucking idea. Way ahead of you, listeners. God damn it. Anyways, uh, so it's Tuesday because I suck and uh, we're recording this late once again. But we're busy people here on Mainstream Boys TMD podcast, right, guys? Nope. Oh. Yeah. It's my cat. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, how was your weekend, guys? Saw a few movies in theaters, perhaps, right, Nate? I saw one. Oh, oh, what? I saw I saw the other one like three oh, weeks ago. My mistake. How was it? How was that theater experience of yours, Nate? By the way, it, it, every theater experience from now on, I will cherish forever. Because oh, true. Ex- ex- well, actually, except for one of the movies that we that we'll be talking about, someone came in and was like, "Oh, this is our seat." And I was like, cool, this is not, my seat. Uh, no, 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 no. I was like, it's not, it's my ticket, but in my head, oh. but I just got up and sat like over and then they're like, oh God, when did this start? And then like 30 minutes in, they, the movie was over for them and they're like, what the, f- what this the isn't fuck travels." And I looked at them and I just kind of explained, I'm like, oh, this was the 1230 show. And they're like, 
Oh, we and came they in kicked the wrong you one. out of your fucking seat, dude. What a wow, dude. Wow. And you're so and they fucking were, but, nice, and you moved over. Uh, well, they were. Well, nice they guy. they were. They weren't mean about it. They they did sure, kind of yeah. talk a little bit, which pissed me off. But I was just like, oh, this and this and blah blah blah. And the guy's like, well, I didn't need to see any more anyway. And then he <laughs> just walked out. Uh, this was for the Quiet Place, I'm guessing. Yes. Wow, these sound like literal horrible moviegoers. And, and you guys know how bad my OCD is. So like the 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 fact yeah. that I have to get up and move, I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> Uh, but I was nice oh, about it. I, I almost I wanted to whip out my ticket and be like, "You guys That's are in a wrong show." Like, but I was like, by the back of the skull and just like shove their face towards like the seat number. Like, look at it. Look at the tickets. I am sitting in the correct seat. You are wrong, sir. Good day, sir. Good day to Good you. Day, sir. <laughs> For some reason, I'm Gene Wilder. Yeah, I'm Willy Wonka. Do a somersault day, back sir. in your seat. <laughs> Nate, were you reclined in the moment? Yes, you. So I you were so comfortable, like, comfortable, <laughs> and they came I, up. I and was like, and you have to get up and go into another yep. cold leather seat and sit back. It's like, oh. I got up, got into the next seat, and then I didn't dare put my feet up. So I sat the rest of that movie just sitting like a normal person. I was like, oh my god, if I was like. If Just I was waiting. like Jeffrey Dahmer right now, I'd fucking kill them. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, my but God. Right. Nah, all the fucked up ways you could destroy these people's lives after the movie. <laughs> well, I was gonna go with John Wayne Gacy, but I didn't have an, my clown costume on me, and I didn't have any paint, so I was like, nah, too too much time. Yikes! Well, uh, I think uh, on that note, we can right get it right into horror movie suspense thriller week here on Mainstream Boys. How about that, boys? That's the only reason I'm here. Scary. All right. Well, <laughs> considering... Oh, actually, first of all... Anyways, welcome back to Mainstream Boys, a show where we uh, watch the new release movies of the week. We grab a big bucket of popcorn, a nice cold cherry Coke. Nate, did you get any snacks? I didn't. Um, really? Spencer? Yeah. Well, Spencer didn't go to the theater, so I know he didn't get any snacks. Did you eat I... anything during the film, though? Either of you? No. I almost ate my own tongue a couple of times. <laughs> good movie reference right there i just sneezed but i didn't put it on the audio i didn't eat anything either but i did have two alcoholic beverages <laughs> but you said it so it still distracts <laughs> so i still have to cut it's that out um... attention to it, okay. <laughs> oh my god can we know. talk about a movie please yeah sure let's get into it uh yeah but anyways it's the movie oh. we grab some candy sometimes maybe some i don't know some teddy bears the Gummy bears, gummy bears, gummy bears, some actual physical teddy bears. <laughs> what happened to snowcaps? I I don't really know. Um, but yeah, this week we watched A Quiet Place Part Two and Spiral from the book Saw. But we're gonna talk about Spiral first because Spencer didn't feel like going to theater to see The Quiet Place, so and that's okay. We don't judge here on mainstream boys, <laughs> unless there are mortal enemies and or yeah. Spencer this week. Um, I, I will I will make my return to the fil- uh, to the theaters someday. Um, to be fair, there's not a lot of selection for, for Dune around you, and that's, you know, I get it. I get it. Spiral from the Book of Saw came out on 514, May 14th. It's actually a few weeks old now, but you can get it on VOD now. Rated R, not PG 13, an hour and 33 minutes, 5.8 on IMDb, 37 critical, and a 75 audience. So quite heavily split, but we know this is a culty movie. You know, there's an audience for this. That's why they've made nine of them. Jigsaw? I thought the Jigsaw Killer was dead. He is. Find him. Get 
hours, not days. How can I catch this guy? If there's nobody on the bus, I can bust! You can't do this alone. Whoever did this has another motive. Something personal. Working in the shadow was father, an esteemed police veteran, brash detective Ezekiel Zeke Banks, and his rookie partner. Take charge of a grisly investigation into the murders that are eerily reminiscent of the city's gruesome past. Unwittingly entrapped in a deepening mystery, Zeke finds himself at the center of the killer's morbid game. Yeah, so it's directed hmm. by Darren Lynn Bozeman, who's actually done three other Saw movies, two, three, and four, back in 2005 through 2007. I mean, this was back in a time when there was a 10-year span where there was literally a new Saw movie every single year. Nate, did, was, were you a part of this sort of trend where every October you'd go to the theater and see Saw, or was that not a thing for you back then? This was the first Saw franchise film that I saw in theaters. I watched, I think, the first five um when i was in like middle school i like started from one and i went all the way through and they just kept getting worse and worse um but i i I can't that was kind of me getting more into movies and more into horror uh specifically but yeah this was my first saw theater experience and it was something and it was also my first theater experience since january 2020 so that, that that played a big factor and how i viewed this movie i respect that i mean i didn't enjoy tom and jerry at home so uh i don't yeah but i don't think you would have liked that in the theater anyway yeah that was it might be my favorite movie of the year who knows um Mm. yeah but a few quick just little fun facts about this movie um i guess it it (laughs) it didn't get passed by the mpaa 11 times because it was really gruesome until they finally gave it an r rating um, so I thought that was kind of interesting, but, uh, we do have Chris Rock in this movie who basically pitched the idea to the studio and they were like, cool, go for it. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting, but we also got Samuel L. Jackson and Max Minghella and I recognize him from fucking something. Is it like pitch perfect or something? The, no, he's in the social the, network. The, yeah. Uh, he was working okay. with the Wink of Boss twins. Um, I feel he... like he was in some like teen musical film or some shit. <laughs> he directed teen spirit. <laughs> Teen Spirit. He directed oh, such a disappointing fucking movie. So I first watched Saw. It's the very first one that I watched. The very first one, and I loved it. I was actually kind of blown away by it because I thought it was just going to be like torture porn, and I'm not a big fan of that type of genre to begin with, uh, especially back then. It was like, oh, it's kind of gross. And there, there was like four movies that existed at that point before I even watched the first one. Um, and five, six, seven is the three D one, I think. Um, Correct. Something like that. Yeah. I went yeah. and saw the Saw 3D in theaters. So that was my first Saw movie that I went and saw. And I had the 3D glasses on. And it went was and just Blood and Guts just like... <laughs> thank you. Blood and Guts in 3D. <laughs> and it was a gimmick movie. It wasn't that good. They tried to tie it back. And it was just... Nah, I don't know. They definitely progressively just got worse and went into the blood and gore. Which, you know, I don't necessarily love. But it definitely has a following. With Spiral... It was Chris Rock, who's kind of an unorthodox casting choice, as well as Samuel L. Jackson. And it's kind of like a spinoff, but it's in like the same, you know, universe. It ties into the other movies. Yeah. But, but it's a new type of story. So I was actually really looking forward to checking this out. And I saw that Chris Rock has a story writer credit and an executive producer credit. And like you said, he pitched it to the execs at Lionsgate. And they're like, yeah, go for it. So yeah, I had a yeah. lot of expectations going in. Ultimately, it is just kind of like a Saw sequel that just was just 
all right, like it was entertaining at best, but it wasn't anything great. Like I thought it was actually going to be something a little different. It ends up kind of just, you know, playing the same game just a little bit differently. I don't know. I just, I did, I definitely didn't get into it as much as I was hoping, but it definitely does some stuff that I, I thought was cool. Like with the whole police storyline, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I mean, for me, I don't remember when I saw the first Saw, but it was definitely before I watched all the other ones. I actually have seen every movie um, because I literally took a 50-hour road trip to Texas one time and watched them all in a really tiny DVD player, back to back to back to back to back to back to back. So I've seen all of them, and they do, like Nate said, get progressively worse every time. I do have a really fond respect for the first one because it really does set the stage for, I mean, just horror movies in general, I think, because the twist ending was just so cool and unexpected and it was james wan that directed that right yep that was his directorial debut i believe yeah and and they they use that sort of same philosophy throughout all the saw movies you always know something is coming some weird twist something that's going to either tie to the beginning of the movie or even other movies in the franchise so it's cool it's gimmicky um and this movie is no exception it does the very same thing i was waiting for it the entire time and i was a little bit let down with what they ended up doing with it. I mean, I, I do think the movie, like, it's entertaining. If you like Saw, you will probably like this movie. I think there's there's a reason why it has a 75 audience. Like, the people who go out and see this movie are the fans of the franchise. There's a reason why it's made over a billion dollars in the box office. It's it's a fun franchise. It is torture porny, I guess. Like, for me, I fucking get so sick at those scenes. I try to have Spencer in my mind. He's like, dude, it's fake. It's not real. It's not real. I know Spencer, it doesn't bother him, but for me, like sometimes I do have to look away, especially that opening scene. I was just like, oh no, I can't do this right now. Um, Like, it's like I forget what I'm getting into sometimes, but (laughs) it's that's what Saw is. It really is. They they go for the kind of the shock value in terms of the editing and the directing and just like the the gross, gruesome nature of it, but it obviously has an audience. So I went into this enjoying a couple of the saw movies like i really like the first one and i have a like soft spot for the second movie i've seen that one like three or four times huh soft spot you're you're pushing like (laughs) you're like like, it still works like uh, john i'm I'm here i'm present i'm willing to talk about these movies but you're gonna have to like work with me here (laughs) damn it all right i'm sorry i'm gonna shut myself off um I love the first Saw. It's got probably one of the top 10 best horror twists or movie twists, honestly, of all time, I would say. Um, Because if you know nothing about it, you'll never expect it. And going into this, it was refreshing to see something different. Like, I didn't see Jigsaw or like the last couple of the Saw franchise. Um, But it was nice seeing it from another perspective. And having Chris Rock was unorthodox, but I did like him in the end. I thought he played a pretty decent cop. Too polished, I guess. I'm used to the saw grittiness where it's super brutal and it's really dark and all that. And this it wasn't. And it wasn't paced very well either, I don't think. It was just like always going really fast like something was always happening that they had to get to it and whatnot there was no like slowing down it was really real, like character work the structure was um i don't know like i liked it when i first saw it because of the theater experience but the more i think about it the more i kind of was like not a whole lot of real like scary stuff happened or anything real important not only that but also 
the traps themselves, I mean, there's been eight other movies. Kind of basic. One, you've seen better traps. Uh, so these ones aren't really anything to stand out, I don't think. And also, I thought the voice of the Jigsaw was so awful, awful, and Hated so that, not dude? threatening. And every time, every time they played them, like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, this is so like funny to be honest. And it was like supposed to be intimidating. Uh, my biggest issue, I think, is also the I don't know, and I I don't think it's the actor's fault. I think it's also how they were directed, but the performances were pretty bad here i didn't like chris rock's performance i thought it was fit for me it it was like i thought his character was just like overly aggressive for no legitimate reason like he was just trying too hard and i don't it just it didn't work around all the other characters it just didn't click and there's flashback sequences that honestly feel like an snl skit spoof thing i'm like (laughs) what's happening here like they're like a fake mustache and and, uh, samuel jackson's just like kicking people and like shoving their face against walls i'm like what like this is so weird but i don't know I i don't think it really fit but going into it i was just like okay this is gonna be interesting but uh ultimately i think i was a little We'll let down. What do you guys? What do you guys think of the the overall? Because the directing style, kind of the editing style with these films, where they do the the whole flashback elements throughout, and it has like the, the whoosh sounds, the, like whoosh. They do whoosh the rotating shot forth. too, where it's really like choppy editing, and it's like it goes around really fast, yeah. and like they change the jarring speed too. Um, that's kind of like, like they like they did really well in the original saws and stuff, yeah. where it was like chaotic, where in this it just felt too too polished and too hollywood to be like a really gritty scary saw movie especially stood on its like, own a little bit yeah it maybe if it had maybe like, it wasn't a saw movie out, it what thank you <laughs> like if yeah. they just made it like a creepy thriller called spiral maybe kind of like a zodiac type killer that would be kind of cool. That's what I thought That's the thing, movie but... was going to be like, too. That's my expectations. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially with the promo material, they had really, like, amazing posters that looked kind of interesting, uh, especially going into and hearing that, like, okay, they killed the Saw franchise. That was going to be done. And then Chris Rock was like, was like no, I have an idea that's going to revive it. And they're like, shit, okay. Mm. I was expecting something. It's like, okay, we're going to get something cool. But it ultimately just be, was just, like, a very much like a – saw nine with with chris rock mm-hmm. uh i don't know my expectations are really high too i just the spiral chris rock something new something different um but it wasn't it was a generic crime detective investigation thriller like it really and i just i didn't find the villain at all good like it was just kind of stupid yeah i don't know um the more i think about it the less i like it based on this the film itself um but then again it was a theater experience i just had a good time just kind of seeing these traps and seeing how brutal they were trying to be compared to the other ones it was it was just refreshing to see a different take i guess even though it might not have hit for everyone i think when i originally graded it it was based on oh i just went to the theater i'm so pumped like this is awesome I watched a Saw movie. I think I gave it a four out of five. But the more I think about it, I'm going to lean more towards maybe like a three out of five. It was just a lot of waiting for people to make stupid decisions (laughs) and just like just fall into the grasp of this person. So formulaic, like there was no tricks to it or anything really unique. It was just kind of 
oh, I'm going to stumble into this, and then boom. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I just was, I had a little bit more expectations going into this, and I just was a little let down. Um, there's some things that I did like about it. I mean, it's only 90 minutes. It does go pretty fast. I mean, literally the next thing I knew it was over. Uh, the third act is incredibly rushed and I did not like the whole twist mainly because I was like, okay, I think this is going to happen. It kind of does. Um, maybe if it just was from a different director, same type of story, but it just handled with a different director. It could have been a little stronger, uh, because I just didn't like how it fell into the same you know, the Saw sequel trap that it was uh, ultimately it felt like. So I'm going to give it a Ooh, the trap two and a half Ooh. out of five. Yeah, I was pretty disappointed. I really did expect something cool. Just I guess there, I was just overhyped and it does end up being a pretty generic uh, storyline in general. And then in terms of a Saw sequel, it's a rehash. It does a lot of the same things. Um and it comes from a director who's done three other Saw movies, so of course he feels obligated to keep that same style for the fans, and he does, but I don't really think it holds up in 2021. It's a little dated. Like, the whole the whole editing style and all that stuff, It's it, I don't think it works now. Like, Nate says it's too polished and stuff. I'm with you. I, I just don't... Maybe just do something else. Maybe just move on. Um, I'm matching Spencer's two and a half out of five. Yeah. I think at the theater, I gave it a three out of five, and then I was I thought about it, and yeah, it goes down. It's just still underwhelming. So yeah, that is uh, what, what's it? What's the movie called? Spiral. <laughs> Spiral. Spiral. The Book of Saw. There you go. Um, it's on VOD From the now, Book so of you Saw. can you can watch it if you're a fan of the franchise. I you know, give it a watch. But you know our thoughts. So be warned. And this is where we leave Ducky because he oh. has not seen A Quiet Place Part 2, unfortunately. But don't you worry. <sighs> he will be back to send us off in about 10 minutes here. Uh, but me and Nate are going to take the reins from here on out. Is that okay, Ducky? Yeah. Uh, okay. Enjoy talking about A Quiet Place Part 2. I hope it was a good movie. And I hope the listeners can enjoy your discussion. You guys have never talked about a movie together before. So this is going to be very I know, interesting. This is like a first I can't wait right to now. go and watch A Quiet Place Part 2 and then come back to the Spencer, podcast. Spencer, feel free to stay if you want. Discussion. Um, we won't spoil it. Please stay. We didn't spoil Spiral Book of Saw. <laughs> but, you know, you never know when John is, you know, un- I'm stupid. Unhinged. I'm a dumbass. So, all right. Bye, Spencer. Hey, Nate. Um, I know, I know, it's really tough, but at least we get to talk about a fucking cool movie. Am I right? <laughs> we get to talk about a fucking awesome movie. Oh, is what we get to talk about. Fuck. Do you wanna introduce us into this? I'm uh, I'm gonna do my stream spiel, and we'll we'll get started here. But yeah, we watched A Quiet Place Part Two. Um, it came out in theaters on the 28th. You can watch it on Paramount Plus. 45 days from then i thought about doing the math to be like it's on this day but i you know i'm not gonna do that um too much if, work if you have paramount plus which i do because i'm i don't know i'm a loser i love Millennial. survivor that's why that's why i have paramount plus um you can watch it on there uh it's pg-13 which kind of surprised me but i guess nothing horribly gruesome really happens in terms of like blood splatter and they're they don't really say the f word it's a family movie so that i guess that kind of makes sense and they don't way. say much at all True. So, yeah, that's like... a good point. It's a fucking quiet place. <laughs> um, but it's an hour and 37 part minutes. Two. Part two. My mistake. Part two. I don't know why he came all the way up here. There's nothing left. There are people out there. People worth saving. Ah! 
people had finally given up hope. Eight point oh on IMDb, ninety-one percent critical, ninety-four audience. Uh, the original did come out in twenty eighteen and was obviously an insane success. Like people fucking loved this movie and were begging for a sequel. I remember the theater experience for this for a Quiet Place just being like unlike anything I'd ever had before because. It was like the one movie I'd ever seen where everybody in the theater actually felt obligated to shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that was mm-hmm. just un. It was unsettling because you feel like as an audience member, you are physically affecting this movie if you speak. Like I, that is at least a thought that went through my head, and I thought that that was just such a cool, unique experience. So that's why I do implore people to go see this film in theaters because it is it's just it's really unlike anything else and we've been deprived of it for over a year now so what was your experience with the first movie was was it anything like that i guess i love the first movie um like it went from the second trailer because you might know from our the theater that i go to that they only play two trailers the thing with the first quiet place is like the first 10 minutes is dead silent because i'm pretty sure it's them like going through a grocery store and they're getting supplies and it's just them establishing what they're doing and why they're doing it, which I think was really smart on John Krasinski's part. And I, like I said, I love the first one because it, it just had these different techniques and it had these badass creatures and it had some pretty decent kid actors in serious situations where I couldn't imagine what I would have to do if I had to be quiet. Oh, my God. I, it would be that would be terrible. It's almost almost impossible. I mean, it really is, let alone not talking, but making any other physical noise is it's a terrifying like, concept. Uh, like, what if you snore <laughs> in the middle of the night? Dude, that's like what my dad dead. said during the movie because <laughs> he snores like, really loud. He was like, I don't think I, I think would make I it. might, but oh well. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's, it's but yeah, insane. the first one, the first one was really good, and I think this one was right on par with this. The first one, it just did a great job at setting us up from the end of the first one, but doing it in a different way. Like had this, this has one of my favorite openings of like a horror movie in recent years just because they take the time to have the the quiet before the storm which i think is awesome and that's what's so cool is is uh john krasinski i guess we can skip the synopsis if you guys have seen the first movie you know that this is it's kind of the um it's just what happens next and it happens like the next moment in this film is is where they kind of leave us in a quiet place part one which i think is really cool because how the fuck do they get off that farm after that entire situation? So I really mm-hmm. did appreciate that. But I will agree with you, Nate, that John Krasinski really knows how to set the stage. And he kind of is able to answer the questions that we had in a really subtle way in this opening scene of kind mm-hmm. of how did this come to be? Like, what what happened? And I love the whole just it's so fucking cool, dude. You know, it's it's really, yeah. really interesting. And I kind of smiled when you hear that sound effect, like that big one that happens at the end of the first movie, you know, the 
I'm watching the beginning of the this one and I hear that and then I see the thing open and I'm like, oh, this is immediately after. Exactly. Immediate. And I was like, there we go. This is this is what we're doing. And I'm in from the start. Because like, it's so cool because it's right after they have that realization like, oh, we can fucking kill these things, you know, mm -hmm. and that's where it leaves off. And I remember being in theater like. Oh my god, like that's so cool. Like it's, it's so the perfect way to do it. It really is. Who knew that John Krasinski could really be I mean, he really is a great filmmaker, which it's just fantastic. Mm -hmm. But I think in terms of this movie, going going past the the opening sequence, there's like a good thirty minute uh part of this film where it's suspense. All suspense. Mm -hmm. Very quiet. Little things happen here and there, like on the train, the train car. With uh, Killian Murphy and Malescent Simmons plays the daughter. Um, she is so she's good, fantastic in these movies. Like she's really good. Yeah, no, she really is, and she's amazing. The child actors really do take over this this movie. I think because obviously, if you haven't seen the first movie, John Straczynski's he's not really in this one as much, and she, <laughs> and they carry it like the, and Emily Blunt's obviously amazing, but the the child acting in this movie, and I'm one to to knock on child acting is genuinely fantastic like it they did have to carry a lot of the weight they did and yeah. i noticed that because was this other character was he in the trailer i he it he is there's a scene in the trailer where he has the mask on and he's like Shh, like that i think it's all mm -hmm. that's all we see of him so unless you look at the imdb maybe you don't know he's in the movie but he does have a pretty prominent role but it was weird because i would usually go into this movie seeing him as kind of being one of the more prominent characters like him taking over that adult role yeah but it was nice seeing them focus on okay emily blunt is a mom she has to do what she needs to do putting this little this teenage kid with a baby oh my you have god no idea what's going you have no idea what's going to go on there because he's he's not irresponsible but he just doesn't understand and then having the older sister go off and do her thing it's like these kids are literally taking these lead roles i would almost consider the the girl almost the lead. a lead yeah yeah I would agree because with you, honestly and i wasn't sure if i was gonna like it not not because she's deaf nothing like that but i was just like how is it gonna work mm -hmm. and she's gonna have to emote really well because ev but the way that this movie just won me over was the sound design it's amazing because it did such smooth like it would be loud 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 the camera would fly by her, complete silence, and then cut to John Krasinski right there. And, and then the sound would come up. Yeah, it, it's mm -hmm. incredible. And I think it did get nominated in 2018, at least. It, it must have. Maybe it won. I don't remember. But the sound design is insane in this movie, especially that opening sequence when she's in the uh, in the pickup truck. And like it'll cut to her, and it's just silent with, it, with Nothing, like a little yeah. kind of like like a hum, sort of, you know, like a hum that you would have if you're mm -hmm. like underwater or something and you hear the sound above like it's it's it really is fantastic and this movie did also have one of the best one take shots emily blunt when she's in the car she like oh, she starts turning away she drives down 
and then that truck pulls in front of her and she has to back up it's almost if you watch it it reminds have you seen children of men i have yeah i know exactly what shot you're talking about yeah that that's got to be some sort of inspiration because Mm -hmm. the whole time i'm watching this like john krasinski knows what he's doing and i didn't expect that i was like this is really well done that shot dude and i and i get this is actually like there's few things in the trivia notes right now just because it just came out um but apparently that scene is what swayed emily blunt to be like yeah i want to do this movie like that's crazy um and that's the Mm -hmm. first take too because that truck that bus was literally coming at her at 40 miles an hour so that's pretty much a genuine reaction on her part Mm -hmm. because it's horrifying it i mean that's because because that's the moment where she's like what the fuck is happening like that's that mm-hmm. is the moment, and it's it's pretty fucking insane. Just in, in this small town yeah. where all of a sudden all chaos breaks loose. You know, it's just it's it's absolutely unreal. But it was nice seeing this them take what they know and try as hard as they can to like save everybody because this girl is so determined to to end this. Yeah, she just. She takes it on herself and gets herself in some terrifying situations. The bravery and she's is amazing. Death. Yeah. So like when she got on the train and she turned around and you just see blurry in the background one of the creatures. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, she doesn't know it's there. And it's just so And that's such a cool dynamic as an audience member too, you know? Where you're because mm-hmm. you know that she can't hear it. So, oh man, that's just another testament to John Krasinski's way of building tension. It's, it's so cool, but he's also mm-hmm. able to build these character moments too. I love the moment between her and uh, Killian Murphy. He's trying—I mean, not trying to be a father figure, but just trying to connect with her and understand her motives. And she like turns his head and she goes enunciate, and that's like the first time that she talks to him, like actually speaks. Yeah. Oh man, it's it's just so good. It, it really is, yeah. man, you know? Yeah, it's really hard. They they do smart situational things that just this type of movie needs, like a, a smart thing with a towel, if that makes sense. Yeah. You remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what happens there is always, like, really suspenseful, but it's handled really well, um, and it puts characters that you really like in the scariest situations that might not even have to do with monsters. Yep. It's, and then seeing where... Killian Murphy and this girl go and how they eventually try to accomplish what they're doing was actually really terrifying knowing that this random event could cause chaos somewhere else it it left I think it left us on a really smart note it is it's just such a smart movie and I I don't want to give any more details away there's there's plenty of scenes I could talk about I just think it's incredibly well written I'm so glad that John Krasinski expanded this universe because you could do a lot with this and i really hope they don't fuck it up and i hope they don't give it to someone else and like sell the rights and just like ruin it um but Mm -hmm. you really could do a lot with this um and i'm glad that it it stays grounded it gives away a little bit more information onto the entire like event of what's happening but not too much it's very Mm -hmm. subtle about it and i i really just think that the tension being built in this movie is just I haven't seen a movie like it in a very long time, and I really appreciated the parallel action, I think, because there's mm-hmm. characters in different places a lot of times in this film where Emily Blunt's somewhere, uh, the son is in is in that bunker, sort of, and then the daughter's out with Killian Murphy, mm-hmm. and it just cuts between all of them, and I just, I loved that. I really thought that was just expertly crafted in terms of editing and just directing style, and 
it's just really great. I guess I'll grade it since that that's pretty much my final thoughts. Um, it's okay. it's fantastic. It really is. So I'm gonna go four and a half out of five. I think it's a really really good movie. Arguably, I don't know. Like, is it better than the first? Maybe. It's it's tough to say. It's it's very much it's on the tough same because level. The, yeah, the first one had a that solid just like punch to the gut final shot that just yeah. made it amazing that, that was just like is there <laughs> and then the minute john krasinski's name popped up i'm like are you fucking kidding me right <laughs> um yeah. and then this one just it took yeah. that and just just amplified the tension adding things um they threw in some concepts that if they had gone too far into it, could have ruined the movie. But the fact that we only saw a quick glimpse of what other dangers might be out there that aren't just like those creatures and whatnot is a terrifying concept. And that whole opening sequence to me is just baffling because they just lure you into a false sense of security with yeah. just this wholesome family event. Day one. And then. Day one. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you just see it. And it, it plays out how I think something like this would. It starts out relatively calm, everyone getting up from their seats and going to, oh, this thing's getting closer, run. And it just... It's so smart. It does a fantastic job. Yeah. Fuck the I, walking I, is all I have to say. We, we, this is so much cooler. We've, <laughs> yeah, we've said all like, we've that we can say without spoiling it. <laughs> and I think when I originally went out of the theater... I gave it a four out of five. I really, really liked it. I think I'm going to bump it up for you and do a four and a half nice. because I'm same boat. I putting it side well. by side with the first movie. If you put these, like I watched uh, Chris Stockman review this and he said it perfectly. Like if you just put these movies together, it's the perfect three hour tension filled horror epic. Yeah, I agree because it's just, it continues right through fluently and uses old characters really well in present time. So I'll, I'll give it four and a half out of five as well. It was, uh, it was, it was quite an enjoyable theater experience, except for those assholes who made me get up because they made it to the wrong showing. Son of a bitch. Well, whatever, man, yeah. you're going to get people, people forget how to go to the movies. I think these days that's, that's the problem. Exactly. And Ducky's back. Quack, quack, motherfucker. Quack, quack, quack. quack, quack. Mallard Spoilers, spoilers. Cool. John Krasinski, <laughs> Emily oh, Blunt. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, what do you give it? Yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. Quiet Place Part 2. Check it out in theaters. I'm going to change my password so you can't watch it. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening this week, guys. Two movies. Holy shit. And Nate was here. I mean... I, what else do you want from me, Movie Thong? Thank you for listening. Yeah, you are welcome. <laughs> if you hate the show, I'm Double sorry, bonus. but this is everything I have. Next week, though, it, it's going to be me and Nate again because, I don't know, Spencer has a vendetta against The Conjuring, but I, know, you, I, I, I can see in Spencer's face that he's full of shit. So we'll see you guys what next week for The Conjuring. Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. But we do have an episode coming out tomorrow on Collector's Corner, actually. I don't know if Spencer's edited or done all that, but uh, we're talking about uh, Garden State. Ooh, a little Zach. Yeah. Zach Braff, yeah. Garden State, a little Nellie Corman, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, but Garden We're running State, out of our supply. Little New Jersey uh, kind of romantic dramedy comedy something or other. Yeah, so there you go. This has been a train wreck of a closing of an episode. I suck. I, do I don't know how to end an episode. I'm really terrible. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks for listening to Mainstream Boys. Thanks to all you guys for joining me this week. It was a fun week. I am glad we had some mainstream films to talk about i saw both of these in theaters like what the fuck like we've done like 40 episodes and this has never happened so thank yeah. thank go get go get yourself a nice box of charleston chews drink a nice cold cherry pepsi yeah Ooh, we're gonna whoa. go watch um addison ray tiktoks and <laughs> this couldn't be any more mainstream right now holy shit thanks for listening check us out on instagram at those movie dudes follow us do all that stuff. Go to Apple Podcasts. Go to Spotify. Go to Podbean. Leave us a review. That'd be dope. So that way we get up in that algorithm and more people will listen to this Say show. hi if you see us on the street. Yeah, I'm out on the street all the time. If you're out in Florida, like, you'll see me. <laughs> just say hi to three random generic white dudes. Just say dudes hi to any dude and oh, probably one of us. We'll be like, one of just, us. Just do I it swear to you God, if us. someone ever walks up to me and goes, are Nate? you Nate from those movie dudes? I'm going to be like what <laughs> that's when i mean you've made it at that point there's no going up from there thanks for listening to another episode of mainstream boys new episodes release every monday and you can stay up to date with everything those movie dudes by following us on instagram